0: It's games, huh? Spill tea and talk in sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast mm-hmm. with your host, my name, D. Gill. Hello, welcome to the Game Day Tea. I'm your host, D. Gill. This is my first podcast in the year of our Lord and Savior 2022. You know, we've been going through a lot these past couple of years with uh, the COVID and all this other stuff. And I just had to take a little break, but I am so glad to be back for you all this year. I have a lot of things planned for you all. I, I personally want to give you all awesome content via my interviews. Um I, I know my voice s- s- may sound like a million dollars, but I do want to get a little bit more of, of content with people, uh with their stories that you need to hear. And uh, away from the celebrities and all this other stuff and people you may have heard about. I want to tell the stories we have never heard about. Anyways, if you missed any of my content over the past year or so, you can go to com or you can visit your favorite podcast, host Apple, Spotify, um, and, and listen to all the episodes. You You will not be disappointed. My Instagram and Twitter for this account is the Game Day T personal account DGILTM. My my DMs are open if you want to uh, suggest and you want to come on. If you want to come on, if you like to listen to the episode, if you would like, let me know. I have Reese Moore, who is an incredible athlete. If you we're gonna drop your Instagram, Reese, in here in a second. But if you look at him, you would think he is like. Zeus, like Hercules, but he performs in tricking. So I want to welcome you to the Game Day T. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy to be young. Excellent. Excellent. So let's give our listeners just a, the 411 on what is tricking? What is in your words? Describe it to me.
1: Okay. Yeah. So tricking or martial arts tricking is the full name. Kind uh, It's kind of born out of um, extreme martial arts so it's not a context sport but it has a lot of you've probably seen it in like lots of movies um like you know superhero movies like marvel and stuff um it's basically an aesthetic sport it's a mix of martial arts and break dancing um and gymnastics so like high-flying kicks and twists and flips um the the coolest thing about it is there aren't that many rules um it's really just like a pure form of self-expression with its roots in martial arts. So the kind of things that would happen, you know, you're doing like these twi- twists with, uh, you know, two twists with a kick at the end. And then you go into some tumbling and you might throw a few breakdancing moves in there. Um, it is really, yeah, it's just a sport that is supposed to just look as cool as possible. And it's like an extreme form of athleticism. It's relatively underground. It's getting more popular now. Um, but yeah, it's if you haven't seen it before, I definitely re- recommend looking up tricking on Instagram or YouTube. It is uh, yeah an amazing sport.
0: You'll be blown away what you find. I mean, I I could probably sit there. You know how recently you come across a TikTok video or a YouTube video and you watch it over and over and over again. That was me watching your videos and then watching other people's <laughs> videos doing tricking. It's, it's just they're called superhero moves, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just basically. People doing badass things and you know it, it came from like you said, martial art and gymnastics parkour. Did I say that right, parkour? Parkour? Parkour. Parkour. Okay, y'all. The parkour. Yep. <laughs> but, uh no that is some that is some cool stuff. And you all have uh competitions like the battle of fury and stuff? Talk yep. to me about yep. that.
1: So uh I'm part of a team called Trick Dynamics. Uh we're based in Connecticut. We um do we run classes it's an academy basically to teach uh you know trickers uh, young kids or adults um but we also hold what's called a gathering uh once a year so it's basically a tournament style like trickers come from all over the world get flown out um they we have like sessions together it's very similar to kind of like a break dancing session where like you're just making a circle and people just go in when you know mm-hmm. and just throw down and just vibe mm-hmm. off each other Um, but another aspect of that is right this tournament that we do so it's basically you know uh, people sign up for this tournament there's usually something you can win and it might be flights to another tricking event like either in like california or like uh, in europe and stuff Um, but basically people just go head to head one-on-one and they throw down against each other and there are judges usually three who choose the winner based on you know it could be based on just who they thought that was like performed the best, or it could be based on things like, you know, someone will be judging, you know, the execution of the kicks and some people will be judging creativity or some people will be judging, you know, the difficulty level of these power, like high flying power moves. Um, but yeah, there's lots of, lo- lots of events all over the U S and all over the world and they all have their own style, but yeah, ours is battle of fury and it, yeah.
0: Awesome. That's amazing. Uh, I, you all, your bodies are amazing Like in to, order to, to, to do this. And you particularly, sir, You how tall are you? You look extremely tall in your videos. I'm uh, six foot tall. Okay, so so six feet, the video angle make look it look taller than that. But to, <laughs> the way you get your legs to, like, kick in the air, it almost looks like if you don't tuck that leg or, like, do that extra uh, somersault, it, you can really do some damage. It's like, yeah. so how, how, how is like your training been to make sure that you get your tricks done? It's like, I don't even know how you would know where you are in the air. Like someone, you know how Simone Biles, she, uh, dropped out of the Olympics because she said she didn't even know where she was when she landed at one, uh, that one run. Like, how does yeah. that for you? Like, how does your, what is your training consist of to be safe?
1: That, that definitely happens. And tricking has evolved over the last, um, you know, over the last decade or so to be a bit a lot more safe and we have a lot more knowledge, but a lot of trickers, including myself, we would just watch videos on YouTube and teach ourselves. And that might be in a backyard or it yeah. might be just wherever you, whenever, wherever you have a space to throw down and, uh, you know, pull out, like, I can remember we used to pull out like a mattress into the backyard and just try and practice these flips. Yeah. And a lot of injuries happen for sure, but people are training a lot smarter now. And if you have access to a gymnastics gym where they have like open sessions and stuff, you can use, you know, that uh sprung floor which is you know a little bit bouncy a little bit softer yeah. um and you can use you know crash mats or foam pits and stuff to learn this stuff but there are and you know a, just a plethora of tutorials from every kind of person teaching you every kind of way to do the same move so there's a lot of ways that you can be a lot safer about training and it's okay. always based building from the ground up so don't start with a double backflip perhaps you know <laughs> first you know first to how to do a backward roll then you can yeah. progress to these, you know, it's like a backflip and so on and so on. So it's really just to train safe, you just need to progress slowly and make sure that you have the basics down before you go on to the next level.
0: That was my next question because um, I'm thinking about myself. If I were to walk in your gym in Connecticut and I'm like, hey, you know, I've seen all the videos. I just know how to do a cartwheel. Where mm-hmm. do we go from here? Like, so if anybody's listening and they're kind of on the fence, they want to they do it, like, we're at cartwheel status like hi
1: <laughs> yeah no that's an excellent place to start some people do not come in with that same level so
0: wow okay
1: and you want to say learn an aerial which is a, a cartwheel with no hands okay basically very simply you can build up from okay we got you doing a cartwheel that feels comfortable if you're doing it you're landing it every time it feels good next up is a one-handed cartwheel and then the next the next step is to use the other hand you know the opposite hand from a cartwheel and then basically we're going to build that up until it feels so comfortable that now you can try it without hands and now you bang you've got an aerial and that's like very simply it's just about progressing slowly
0: like that Mm -hmm. well I won't try that by myself, but if our, our hopefully our paths can cross and uh I can my partner and I we can come up there, we can learn some of that. Absolutely, definitely. It looks welcome. pretty amazing. I, I would, you know, Reese, I would love to do in-person interviews. When I first started this podcast, it um it was during COVID, but the idea was way before COVID time, right? So my idea was like eventually I want to get big enough where I can go to uh people's states and interview them and actually participate in their sport or practice or cover a match, like kind of like a YouTube channel, which hopefully knock on wood, I'm going to manifest it. I can still do that. So hopefully I can come up there and we can, you will be like one of my first type of all encompassing episodes. I would love that. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So what, what, um, body, Like different, like, so there's obviously different body types and performances when tricking. Uh, what have you seen for your own body of tricking? Uh, has your inspired your nutrition to be better? Uh, your muscle definition, because you all look very, look, uh, very particular in your muscles. You all look like a football players, but just like boom, 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 you know? So like, let me know how, how's that all play into nutritioning and working out and health? Let me know a little bit something about that
1: yeah sure so again when this sport was like very like new and we didn't really know a whole lot about this kind of stuff and we're not training like regular athletes because it is a relatively underground sport everyone's kind of teaching themselves uh nutrition was terrible um understanding of the you know mechanics of the human body is pretty bad so that's where like a lot of injuries happen and stuff but now we have access to so much information and like people have been doing this sport for a while so we know a lot more um really there's like uh, tricking itself is a full body workout, like no other and the best part about it also is that it's super fun. So that was like part of what attracted to me initially is like, you can just do this thing where you're having fun and you're playing basically. Um, but you're getting a full body workout and you're getting, you know, all this muscle, you know, all this muscle development and everything, um, while having, you know, just a blast. But that being said, there's obviously tricking itself. If you want to get like, you know, good and you want to do it for a long time definitely needs to be supplemented uh with other workouts and other things to kind of like bulletproof your body from the injuries because it is a dangerous sport um and that can be really as simple as just some strength training and resistance training um what about stretching stretching that's a big one for sure like um pretty much any tricker that has tricks that look good definitely regularly stretches Um, that's a that's a, a big one and something that a lot of us don't do enough of but it really does make a difference like if you want to kick high obviously you need to have a level of flexibility um so stretching is definitely a big one the one thing that did really help my tricking was lifting weights okay. um so powerlifting personally really like stopped my body from hurting a lot cuz like yeah. if you do this sport for you know i've been doing this sport for like maybe like 11 maybe 12 years now And as you can imagine, such a high impact sport can take a toll on your body if you're not, you know, helping it be prepared for this kind of stuff. So lifting weights like, you know, squats and deadlifts, um, even bench, honestly, uh, all of those things help your body keep things where they're supposed to be. Um, You know, if you have like, for example, a knee injury, um, if you develop the muscles around it, better it's going to hold everything in place much better and be way more resistant to injury um so yes stretching um some strength training like lifting weights um both of those things are really like how people get as good as they do
0: yeah and and, you know i'm I'm i was an exercise science major in college and looking uh biomechanics was one of my favorite classes and seeing how you all have to spring off of your feet and then the, all the torque that's required to do that and uh, all the momentum you're putting on your muscles and at the joints and the axis. And when you come down sometimes that can, if you don't have, let's talk about the knee, right? You don't have strong quads. You come down on that knee or one foot, you can really tear that ACL, PCL, and the MCL, that terrible triad, or the ACL or the PCL, Um then you can just go keep it sliding and you're like, boom, down yeah. down there. I don't know if you've probably seen that or not. Yes, sure I like, have. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I'm true. just, all those high impact jointed movements, you, you're not strong enough, you can really hurt yourself. For sure.
1: And that really does, again, play back to the building, ba- building on basics. As long as you're building, like when you see people, the things that people post are, the, you know, usually they're higher level tricks. But mm-hmm. like the best of the best, don't train like that, like all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, you keep, a su- you want to keep, make sure that you have these basic movements down and you're strong in these movements and you practice landing in weird positions so that when you actually do, when it's unexpected, your body's ready for it. Um, that is honestly, personally, that has been the biggest uh, injury prevention for me is practicing landing in these weird positions so that, you know, you don't tear your ACL, or your MCL, like it's uh, being prepared basically for when things don't go how you were expecting.
0: We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to go back to the basics, Reese. And we're going to talk about you growing up and your coming out story and involve that all around tricking. We had to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the game day tea. Welcome back to the game day tea. I'm your host, T Gill, and I am with martial arts tricking athlete, Reese Moore. If if you're listening to this podcast so far, you, you can probably hear a little bit of an accent. I am from, uh, Bedfordshire, England, and actually
1: moved to uh, Connecticut in the United States uh, in 2015.
0: Okay, so prior to coming to the United States, were you out at all, publicly out, or tell me about that, what's your coming out story?
1: Yeah, sure, so uh, I started tricking when I was about 16, 15, 16, I'd say, Um, and I was not out in the community for a very long time. I didn't come out to like personal friends until I was about 17 and I didn't come out in the tricking community until I was about 20, I would say. And even then it wasn't something that I was just broadcasting to everyone. It was like, you know, close tricker friends that I knew they would tell. Um, part, part of that reason is, you know, I mean, yes, coming, like coming out in je- just like in my personal life was difficult, um, you know, but like, this community that like like, sought after and found and was, like, so important to me, it was extra scary to start doing that because it feels like I could, you know, erode all of that feeling of community. Um, but, and that, that a part of the reason that, that it feels that way is because there isn't a whole lot of uh, that, that out-trickers. There's not a whole lot of representation. And I guess part of the argument of that would be that why would your sexuality be important um, in a sport where it hasn't like nothing to do with it really? Like, honestly, it doesn't like who you have sex with. doesn't have anything to do with tricking, but the reason it is important is because it is an underrepresented group. And there is we, we, like, we are a marginalized group. And when you're a young queer kid and you are trying to find this community and you love this sport and everything and you, but you don't see anyone that's like you being out and proud um, that really affects you think, thinking it's a possibility to be an out proud and also like good tricker, you know, yeah. like if you don't see, if you haven't seen it done before, that makes it hard to imagine. It makes it, you know, you feel like you don't have a role model that you can like model after. Um, so that definitely adds like a barrier. Um, and I think if I did see more queer representation or like trickers being out or like content about trickers that are out and queer. Um, I would have come out much sooner, both in my personal life and in the community.
0: Yeah. So do you think that it had uh, you being closeted had any impact on your performance at all? Because uh, maybe you had it in the back of your head or you just weren't confident enough? Yeah, it
1: definitely did. Uh, I think part of, I would be more apprehensive to go to tricking events and I the tricking events I did go to, I would be, you know, you kind of split. You kind of, you know, bring a certain self to these things. And like, that does definitely dampens or like inhibits the connections you make with these people that share this you know, passion with you. Um, you feel like you can't be your whole self. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is, right, it, that hurts these connections that you make and it hurts that feeling of community. <clears throat> so yeah, it definitely impacted my performance in the sense of like showing up and being more, you know, putting myself
0: out there more. Yeah. And um, that's, that was, I, I can relate to that. You know, I would want to make sure that I had straight friends, like establish our friendships first before I come out, because I didn't want mm-hmm. them to not want to talk to me and off, off the bat, you know, just in general, I don't want to be known as a gay kid, you know, because yeah, yeah. of stress where I grew up, it just wasn't acceptable. You get teased in high school and stuff like that. So I, I definitely agree with you. Um, Fortunately for me, I was in a more inclusive environment with band and music, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think all the interviews that I've done Reese, on here, people say the same thing. Yeah, it's just it does affect your performance now. So that was in the UK when you got to Connecticut. What was your experience like in, in the community with uh, what? Well, did you still feel closeted or did were you at a place in your life where, you know, this is me. I'm in the study abroad program. Take it or leave it. Hi, I'm Reese. I'm, I'm openly queer. How are you doing? What, what was that like for you?
1: It was definitely a slow process. So I did the study abroad program in 2013 and I came for a year and then I had to go back to finish off my final year before I came. I decided I wanted to come back out to Connecticut um, in 2015. Um, when I first came over, again, it wasn't something just like you said, like I wanted to establish connections before i did that because i didn't want to be right that to be the whole thing that people saw about me um and there's a whole lot of internalized homophobia that is clearly happening with that kind of mindset Mm -hmm. um and you know if people do think that about you they're probably not worth you know if people do think about you in that one dimension they're probably not even worth having a connection with anyway so but it takes it's a whole process and like when you don't feel strong enough within yourself or confident enough within yourself that uh it 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 makes it hard to do that but so it was a slow process but as I slowly did start you know getting to know the local tricking community and coming out to them obviously met with nothing but love um but there was always still this barrier to trickers that I didn't know super well I wasn't as close to and I did that definitely, I probably wasn't as forthcoming about my, you know, queerness um, for that reason. Kind of until relatively recently where I've been like identifying that within myself and Mm -hmm. like realizing that I'm still kind of operating with this like fear or like this fear of rejection about that kind of stuff. So I've been trying to kind of almost like uh, put like a comfort challenge on myself to be more openly queer and like be make more videos where I am being queer or like even something as simple as um we so we you know we run the tricking academy so we teach kids and stuff I do I started with like a really small thing which was to wear like a pride like rainbow sweatband um yes. and I felt very weird and uncomfortable about that at times especially around like what would the parents think or um, you know, will people think like, "Why is he doing that?" It's so unnecessary. I don't know all this, this like bullshit that happens in your head. I don't have a mouth to swear on here, but
0: um no, no, it's okay. You can. It, it, it totally is like it's so stupid that we had to think about wearing something to offend somebody when, like, you know, other cis men can wear whatever they want. And they just put on the clothing. They don't. They don't care. You know, yeah. it's like, but like we, a piece of clothing. Yep. That's a piece of clothing. We think about wow. Will this offend somebody? They know that I am homosexual, exactly, or, or part of the LGBTQ community. You know, it's uh, it's it's interesting when you put it like that. Wow,
1: yeah, and it's just like stuff that is constantly in the back of your mind, even if you're not aware of it. Like, or at least it was for me for a, a long time. I mean, it still is, honestly. I'm getting way better at it though. So, like, my initial thought about wearing this pride sweatband is that when I'm coaching kids, like. I want to make them know that I'm a safe space or like that it's okay. Or that, look, I'm, you know, I'm this coach or I'm, you know, I've been tricking for a long time and I've, you know, you know, learned this this certain level of moves and stuff and I'm openly queer and I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. And for a while, you know, you can never really be sure about like what kind of impact you have on people. Yeah. But um, I guess like one like example of that, like being something that was like kind of gratified was, uh i had a who's now a friend coming to he wanted to try out tricking and he came to the gym he like found me on instagram and he was like hey i want to come to a session i was like cool yeah come through and uh i didn't realize that he was gay and uh he came to the session and you can he's um you know we had a good time met everyone you get a blast afterwards he messaged me and said hey so when i first when you first come into spaces like this you can never really be sure uh Mm -hmm. how open and yourself you can be but seeing this guy with a rainbow you know pride sweatband uh made me feel suddenly so much more comfortable that it was okay to just be myself without a restriction that was like so heartwarming and like gratifying and like really was like the whole reason I was going through this uncomfortable feeling of wearing it um to make people feel you know it's not it's not for it's not really for like you know straight people or like you know cis uh straight people it's for the people that you know would see that and be like oh okay this is okay for me to be this way um and it's like those small little things like Mm -hmm. if i yeah as i said like if i if i saw that stuff if i saw someone doing that as wearing one of those at a session Mm -hmm. um it would have made me feel comfortable and like that would be the kind of thing that i would have needed as a kid and Mm -hmm. yeah that's the whole reason
0: so well, here you are wearing the the wristband, the armband, and thinking, Oh, am I gonna offend anybody, what people think of me, what parents think of me but in return it actually help somebody in our community to feel comfortable. And um that's why there's a organization called Rainbow Laces where and they play in soccer, uh they um Lace up their cleats and with rainbow laces and uh, bands, and it shows solidarity for support of uh, LGBTQ people playing soccer. And it's just like stuff like that. You have opened my eyes, or to a firsthand message of like paraphernalia, where where it helped someone. To up until this point, I've never heard a story of of a piece of clothing actually helping somebody feel comfortable. And it makes the whole Rainbow Laces organization so much more powerful to me because um, I I, I never thought about it like that. So thank you for opening my eyes. Yeah, no,
1: it's like, it's it's such a small thing. And it's so crazy how it can be like powerful like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's such a small thing and it seems so insignificant, but it really is not. And like, this is why like open representation is so important. And it's not even just about being out, it's about actually being proud. And those those two things are different. Mm -hmm. And like that has taken me a while to realize. Um I'm like about I'm 28. I'm almost about to be 29 now and I'm only realizing the difference kind of like now.
0: Yeah. You know, uh my partner and I went home for Christmas and um I'm openly out. My partner's out. And uh but you know I still felt this need to introduce him as my friend to some of my mm-hmm. family members you yeah. know I'm quite not there yet saying you know this is my partner and you know don't come for me You know, everybody's situations are different no listen. I 100% it's a personal journey yeah it is it is even though I've been out since like 16 it's just like hey you know this is my friend this is hey this is my friend and you know and some of my family members when they meet my partner they don't say oh is this your partner they say hey is this your friend no 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 shade to them or anything like that it's just it's a process just we are just now getting to that point where we have a lot of representation in mainstream sports Mm -hmm. in in my opinion you know and so so like hey hey, we just had the first uh football player called nasa come out publicly while still playing that just happened last year. So it's like um, we're still needing that representation for people to not think of you and not hesitate to say, oh, I don't know if I should say he's your friend or your partner or your husband or your whatever. You know, it's I want it to be just like, it's, hey, how's your partner doing? Yeah, yeah whatever. So um, we got some ways to go there. And particularly in your sport race, what, what do you think, what type of representation would you like to see? To make, like you said, more queer folk, especially our youth, feel more comfortable.
1: Yeah. I mean, and like on that, what about you saying with your with family is complicated. It's very like, it's people, you know, your location, the your family dynamic, you know, even like religion and where you're, you know, culturally from, your family's culturally from, all of the factors in that, like, like that makes it very complicated when being out to them and like, especially with like the extended family. But, on the question of like representation and tricking, I think, so there are a few tricking organizations that are like doing, so for example, like uh, euphoria tricking, um, they are like an awful, all-f- all female tricking group. And they are constantly promoting women within the sport, like women and girls. And because, you know, it's like any sport, it's like very male dominated. And, you know, uh, that makes it a little bit hard for girls to break into the sport or it makes it a bit, you know, a bit, it's hard to do that like feel a bit apprehensive about it or going to events and stuff with all these guys. So like they promote and they like talk about issues that women go through when starting tricking and like all these like microaggressions or, you know, just like, just basically putting a spotlight and opening up the conversation. I would like for a similar thing to happen for queer trickers where they make making content about, what you know like like, well, like what we're talking about on this podcast like uh but re- why representation matters and like why being out matters and like what it could do for young kids and like the sport would only benefit from more people being willing to try it and removing those barriers um that's something i'm actually trying to work with with euphoria tricking uh they're going to help me create this video and um to kind of discuss this stuff in like an interview style they already do stuff like this for you know, for girls and women in the sport. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start making more content to promote and like, discuss, open up that conversation and p- make people aware of why being open in the sport is important.
0: That is such an awesome idea. And uh, I would love to help you in any way I possibly could use my platforms to help you do that. I can even see a scenario where we have uh a queer tricking day where everybody just sports a rainbow arm band and like takes pictures oh, yeah. and hashtags it and you know because that's what gets visibility and that's what shows people that they matter that i mean that is an, uh, such an awesome uh, thing that you're doing do. yeah of course yeah see i, I want to get um this is a part of my 2020 New Year's resolution is I want to be more involved. I do the interviews on all these athletes and then I upload it and then I may a couple weeks later hit him up to say, hey, just thinking about you, hope everything's okay. I want to actually start getting my hands dirty, dirtier a little bit. Saying, okay, well, let's help put on This, um, event, it can be without sports. It can be with just me. Um, it's, it's, I just really want to dig into that. So if you want to do that idea, I would love to help you with that and, and promote. That would be great. I would really appreciate that. Also, I hear you think about doing a documentary to kind of. Bring all this to the forefront as well what is your idea behind the documentary what is your uh, hopes in doing this what, what, what do you think it should um, would bring about for you
1: so this is kind of like i guess it'd be like a, a bit of a mini doc and this would be through the you know euphoria tricking helping me out with that and i guess it would just be i'm not sure exactly what it would look like yet mm-hmm. um but it would be kind of discussing some of these issues and speaking to other like queer trickers you know like the trans trickers and like the the gay trickers, like, and just talking about like what their experience has been like. And some have had really great experiences in their local community, which I love so much. And some obviously haven't, some have had some really shitty experiences, Mm -hmm. um, coming out in the community. Um, so I would like to just kind of like, I've been kind of speaking to these people behind the scenes about this, just kind of get an idea of what it's like for other people and not just my own experience. Um, And like, yeah, I guess the idea would be to kind of culminate some of this stuff and the people that feel comfortable sharing their story, kind of putting those stories out there so people can get an understanding, not just for, you know, the queer trickers to see it, but also for, you know, the other trickers in the community to get an understanding of like, and see what it's like and get like, so they can be like, oh yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about that aspect of, you know, what it would be like. And so they can get an understanding and just like make the community stronger that way.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm going, may not be far fetched, but I'm in visiting, uh, an identified uh, heterosexual person may look at this documentary or may look at the, the armband viral picture idea that we have and say, you know what? Wow. They're really actually nice people. Um, my brother's homosexual. Let me reach out to him. Let me see how he's doing. Let me see what's, how's it been hard for him, yada, yada. It's stuff like that can even spark conversations like that that we don't even know or have intention to, but can reach people in different ways. So this is why this podcast matters. What you're doing if representation matters because it can change so many lives. And I always think this to myself, if one person uh, listens to this podcast and, and shares it with somebody that can change their life, uh, that's okay with me. Uh, I I look at my numbers when I post the podcast and they're not astronomical but I'm like hey out of those 300 listeners of this podcast I'll reach one person.
1: Yeah no and that's the thing you could never really be sure the impact you're making because it happens like kind of behind the scenes. I like kind of think about like some of the people that inspired me or gave me moments of like inspiration to be myself and feel comfortable with that and like take action on something or even just do something really small like wearing that wristband. Like there's so many people that I've like watched or like spoken to that have had those impacts on me and I either haven't had the chance to explain that, I, that they had that impact or you know for, for whatever reason but like they people do make impacts on you that last a really long time and it, it can be as small as just listening to a podcast or like you know seeing someone wearing a wristband like you can it, like it all dominoes and like snow like, kind of like snowballs and like it can make real change by doing things like this for sure
0: exactly well, Reese, if someone uh, listens to this episode, saw this episode, and they said, you know, what? I really want to give it this a shot. I'm in the Connecticut area, or I'm maybe traveling, stopping by, or live in the other states surrounding Connecticut. And I want to give Reese a shout out, or I just want to meet him, or I wanted a lesson from him. How can they do that? How can they get in contact with you? Uh, you can either like
1: DM me on uh, Instagram. Uh, my uh, Instagram tag is um, at uh reese k moore so that's r-h-y-s k-m-o-o-r-e um or even go to the trick dynamics website um if you even if you typed in tricking connectica is gonna be the first thing that comes up and you can contact us there or you can contact me personally on there uh we do like private lessons or if you just wanted to even just hang out and talk about whatever you want like honestly i'm open to all of it i love hearing about people's stories and i love hearing about like you know I love, would love to help any anyone who's like looking for something, whether it's to get better at tricking or if it's to come to terms with like their queerness in any way that I can help, I would love to do that. So yeah, Instagram or through the Trick Dynamics website, I got my email and phone number and stuff on there. So
0: yeah, hit me up. Awesome, yeah. And don't be afraid, uh, like you said, at your skill level, uh, maybe you have a different background in dancing or soccer or whatever. Uh, it's, it seems like this is... Uh, a good place that so they will teach you everything you need to know. I would feel That's, comfortable going there. So absolutely, that is actually
1: one of the coolest things about tricking is that the you know the quote unquote pros of the sport do not. It's not like clicky in that way. Like they will anyone when you when you're at a session and they see that you know maybe you're just trying to you know get that no handed cartwheel that aerial. Mm-hmm. Um, they can tell. They can tell that where you're at, and they can tell when you've made a level up. And people go insane for it. Like, it's not a competitive sport in that sense. Like, everyone's just there trying to make sure everyone's getting as good as they can, and that is the coolest thing. Like, so many sports like pit people against each other, and there is Mm -hmm. like a usefulness to that sometimes. But like with tricking, because it's such just a personal growth sport, people are just like, it's just such a flood of positivity, and it's like so unique to me to like see that like kind of energy and like, yeah that's seen, if you so you're your level doesn't
0: matter yeah i've seen it in your videos uh, it was like a video from october of last year where you said you uh, something like your, your double up or something like that you did some type of flip where it was like two flips in a row and everybody recording everything well like, went insane it was congratulating you you were so happy it looked yeah. to me like it was like something that you have probably been working on to get back to for a long time and you finally did it so yeah
1: yeah no working a really long time and that's the thing people get so invested in your journey as well like they can see like oh he's been trying that like week after week or month after month and then when you finally land it It feels like everyone, like everyone feels like they just landed it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everyone shares that like positivity. It's
0: yeah, nothing like it. Exactly. And so hopefully we landed and shared some uh, positivity. I look forward to following you and interacting with you in the future.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, this is, I've been a blast. I really love that you've been doing this. It's made me even more fired up to like try and do more stuff towards this. And I, yeah, super look forward to working with you more to like figure out more ways to do it.
0: And always remember to be true, be you, and be fierce. Thank you so much, Reese, for coming on the Game Day T. Talk to you next time.